Oh, how fabulous. Hi there. Welcome to How Fabulous by Tony & Co. I'm Tony, and in today's episode, I have a chat to the very fabulous uh, Bridget Bell. Now, Bridget is a fellow New Zealander from a while ago, of course, um, and a very fabulous uh, personal stylist. She used to be kind of known as a celebrity stylist, but she's moved into um, personal styling as well now. But there's lots of fascinating reveals um, that Bridget comes up with, how she got into it and how she made her way from New Zealand, Aotearoa, uh, over to London and then back here in Melbourne and set up. So I hope you enjoy our chat. She's a very fabulous person and we'll, of course, put all of her details in there so you can check her out. Action! Action! Now, I'm saying that in a particular way because of dot, 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 my guest today. But here we are. Welcome to How Fabulous by Tony & Co. I'm Tony, and today my guest is the very fabulous Bridget Bell. Bridget Bell. It's actually Bridget, Bridget, Bridget Bell. Bell. Bridget Bell. A celebrity stylist. <laughs> and I'm saying that because we're both New Zealanders. Okay, we but I mean, we don't actually talk like that. That would be ridiculous if we talked like that, wouldn't it? Because we've both lived here for so long. I always forget that you're actually a Kiwi. I'll tell you man. Yeah. You betcha. Yeah. And in fact, you're going back there in a short minute, but we'll get to that. Oh, yes. Um, so, Bridget. Bridget Bell, um, a fabulous uh, stylist, styled a heap of celebrities and famous people, yes. but that is not what you're known for because that's, you know, that's a whole other thing. Welcome. Thank you. Now, okay, so Bridget, we met uh, quite a few years ago now through the fabulous Sally Brownville. We did. Hi Sal. Hi Sal, love Sal. Hi Sal. And we met <laughs> and we had a coffee and I remember thinking, oh God, that'd be hardcore doing all these celebrities because I've done, you know, a few um, more well-known faces myself and it's a real thing. So how did you, how did you get into styling celebrities? Well, actually, let's go back. How did you get into styling full stop? Like in New Zealand Good, growing yeah. up? Yeah. How did that work? So New Zealand, I went off to Oh, no, let's go back even further. Let's go back even further. High school, high school. I was going to be a marine biologist. That was going to be my So this gig. is the first time hearing about this, right? Yes, um, rewind. And I just really didn't have my subjects in order at all. Right. And then I decided I was going to do fashion design and textiles because I've been sewing since I was nine years old. Much to the disgust of my dad. Sorry, dad. He never liked it. Really? Um, the Why idea. was that? Just, I'm not sure. I came home from after my first year in Nelson is where I studied and I came back and I've always been a bit flamboyant so then started the the you know the hair colors and the piercings and all those so hang on was this in the 80s then um no darling <laughs> 1997 oh sure sorry <laughs> I'm thinking about my my life okay so the 90s 90s but yeah no the 90s you know the fudge colors and everything so yeah I guess Dad was a bit more conservative, whereas a bit more flamboyant, always have been um, creative, if you might say, is what I call my daughter. She's a creative, she's very good at art um, and creating things full stop. So anyway, went away there, studied for three years, fashion designer textiles, ended up getting a job in bridal in Christchurch after that. And um, then I fled and went to the States and 
snowboarding over there, instructing. So for that's not designing. Three months. I decided that I just needed, you know, you know how you do in your twenties. You go, I need See, something See, I different. never went overseas in my twenties, so I kind of never had a. A, I never studied mm. to do anything, mm. and B, I never went overseas mm. when I was young. So your your whole kind of path is really quite different from mine. So what happened? So you did all of this study at mm. uni design and you got to the end of it and went frick i need a break was that it yeah and then sort of overseas? yeah yeah so my 21st i had wow. an option of party or i was offered a job overseas as Ooh. a snowboard instructor so i so you're a snowboarder the, as well i yes i am i haven't been for a long time but yes oh, i am look at bridge go it'll probably hurt these days <laughs> went up there but um yeah since having kids i haven't been that much but yeah i will Oh, that's something that you can get back into. I love that you do snowboarding. I couldn't even definitely. do it if my life depended on it. So there's that. <laughs> so you take off overseas. Yeah, so I took off overseas and that, you know, that's only a visa for about six months. Um, ended up tripping quickly to London, run out of money, came home um, and then back to work. And, and were you um, inspired by all the fashion that you saw in London and that the vibe really. of what's going on there? I had the best time in America. Really? snowboarding it was like the time of my life and when I went to London the hustle and the bustle and the expense of everything yeah. it was just really full-on yeah, yeah right. so, so it wasn't really your London wasn't really your city yeah no it wasn't my city at all it was grey it was cold yeah I was like yeah a bit like where I grew up sometimes but um it was stunning where I grew up as well though you know even though it was cold but anyway so I, yeah hiked it back to Christchurch the job scene wasn't really going on for me um, looked at Nelson as well nothing was really going on there so I got on the phone spoke to my auntie in Australia and she and was she in Melbourne she was in Yapoon in Queensland oh, I know Yapoon been there yes Yippee. working at a resort up there so she then spoke to my parents before she spoke to me and she said you've got a job you start Monday I've spoken to your parents they said you can get on a plane <laughs> so I remember cool. mum coming to pick up my belongings my car with a trailer my life worth of belongings in this trailer and her driving off and me getting on a plane and moving to Australia and I've been here for 20 oh, years 21 own. years on this year own. yeah Wow. Yeah, and go to live with my auntie. Yeah. And, and, and in Queensland, so, mm. oh my gosh. In your 20s, it wasn't such a big thing, you yeah. know? Well, you, you, don't have, you, you don't have property, and you don't have kids, and yeah. you don't have all this sort of stuff, so you literally you just you take feel the much chance. more like flexible. I was 22 wow. when I did that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And at that time, were you thinking in the back of your head, yeah, I'm going to use that um, design degree I have at some point? Fashion, fashion, fashion. Are you still thinking it's, that? Or it's were you installed sort of in me. I love fashion. Like, it was installed in me. It was never going to leave me. And I struggled up in Yapoon because it was all surfwear. Yeah. It was all surfy yeah. clothing. Yeah. And I'm and it's quite edgier than that. I just struggled mm. with all of that. Mm -mm. And so I little, met a lot of people from Melbourne. And then so in I did Yapoon? Yeah. Yeah. Melbourne people in Yapoon. Yeah. There up there. Go. Well, they've just taken Tropical Escape to go and work at a resort. Like, they're having time out from their lives as well. Yeah. A lot of them. Like, they go and work on Great Keppel Island or they were at the resort that I was at. Yeah. yeah just, you know, having their little own midlife crisis, whatever, breakups and all sorts of things. Yeah. So, yeah, jumped in the car and headed south, did a road trip. And, then and was this on your own, were you, or were you travelling with people at that point? Uh, a friend who was a backpacker, she came with me. Yep, we soon parted ways at the other end. 
that happens in life. You work <laughs> road trips will always work out whether you're good mates yeah. or you need to be not good mates. Definitely. Or partners in life. Like that's always gonna sort it out, you know, living that way and out of a car and Definitely. you know, not having all the creature comforts around you. Mm. Yeah, so so you made it to Melbourne. Yes, arrived in Melbourne, looked up a friend, well, and went, she oh, knew this I was is coming. as cold as um, London. Well, it's kind of like New Zealand straight away. It's just, yeah. that's what I love about Melbourne as well. It's not too hot. Queensland was too hot for me. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. yeah struggled with the heat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so moved in with a friend that I was with up there and then eventually got on my own feet as well. I had a cousin here as well, which was nice to connect with him. Um, and I went straight into hotels again. I sewed bean bags for a little bit at a bean bag. I wasn't quick enough, so they got rid of me. Oh, <laughs> sucked in bean bag place. Look at it now. But you're really oh, funny. Um, and then, yeah, went back into hotels for a little bit. Front office reception. Yeah. At Medina. And then eventually, yeah, got on my feet with. Um, Veronica Lodge, who back in the day would do all these sorts of flowers and put them on, pull them to pieces, dissect them, put them on shawl and make these almost like shawls that could be worn over a bodice and a skirt. Like they were all, she was all the rage when it came to uh, school formals. Like she was the shop to go to at Chatty yeah, right, at that right. stage. Yeah, so I worked for her and then I moved on and worked for Claude Mouse and Rich Clothing. And that's where I sort of started to get a feel for mm, styling is out there. So when you were growing up in New Zealand, mm. did you even know what a stylist was? No. No. And that's the thing. I never knew no. what a stylist wearable was. Arts. Wearable arts and fashion shows was where it was at yeah, in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah. What's a like stylist? That's why I was glued to the screen. Yeah. Wearable arts and fashion, yeah, yeah, New Zealand yeah. Fashion Week. Mm. Yes. And so, so then what happened? So you were so there going, oh, a little bit styling. What's this thing? Maybe I could do that. I yeah. could be. And did you feel like, yeah, I could really do that, or you looking at other stylists and going, that looks easy, or I feel like I can improve on that? I didn't even think about it. Yeah, someone, right. someone suggested it to me. So a stylist came in, and she happened to be um, the sister-in-law of my new flatmate. So I found a girl, I had in the paper, moved in with her, we yeah, had it off like paper. a house on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and her sister-in-law was a stylist and she came in to borrow clothes from the PR marketing girl at that point in time. I was in production, so pattern making, overseeing all the production, assistant design, uh, designer for them. And then when I was moved on to my next little stage in life, designing with Tramapi, which is now Stratis Carlucci, and um, the boys are probably still around. That's when I was with a photographer working one day and she said, you should try styling. Yeah, and right. that's when I got in touch with my sister-in-law, my friend, my flatmate's sister-in-law. It's all about who you know in this industry. Well, it's in, um, in and many it's timing, industries. It's timing like as being well. at the right place at the right time. Yes. And being open yes. to it as well. Because you could have said, no, I'm staying here, I'm doing this, I'm going to sew, I'm going to do da 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 mm. But you obviously at the time were ready to go, I feel like I need to and can do something really different. Yeah. This is this is a thing for me and it must have felt good. Oh, absolutely. And the awesome thing about it is that I get to work with all the fashion brands. So working with a fashion brand, you, you're solely so concentrating on what you're doing. But when you're styling, I get to 
get my fix. Like I get yep. to borrow all these clothes, touch all these clothes, yep. deal with all these brands. Like it just, it totally fills my cup. And, mm. and soaking up all the inspiration from lots of different minds rather than just oh. that kind of way mm -hmm. of thinking, I think is yes. what's so lovely about styling. Even though, yeah, I might have a sense of my own style, I can appreciate everything across the board. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And so you got into styling proper. Yes, so TV is where it all started. Right, and so, so you were at a, one of the stations? Yes, yeah, right? so Network 10, I was there for seven years before I had my first child. And when I was there, I started in the newsroom, so dressing the newsreaders and the journalists, then moved on to... And, and what's involved, like for those that don't know what a stylist would do at, um, at a, a network, what does it mean I dress the newsreaders? Take us so, through that. All right, so they have a wardrobe of clothing. So jackets, pants, camis for the girls, suits and ties for the men. So it would be in the start, they would have that wardrobe and I would prep it. So I would steam it up for the day, I'd rack so the clothing. Who, who picks that sort of library oh, the of head stylist will go shopping right. with the newsreaders mm -hmm. seasonally like to update their wardrobes. Right. Yeah. Um, and that eventually came something that I did with them. Um, but in the beginning we, yeah, so I'd prep Monday to Friday. So I'd go in, choose out at the time it was Helen Kapalos for Channel 10 I News. I remember Helen yeah. Kapalos. <laughs> She's a little pocket rocket. Yeah, she yeah. sure was. So yeah. we'd go and I'd choose out her outfits for the week, make yeah. sure she was happy with her outfits. And then I would go and put Mel Walden's outfits together that would match Mel it. Walden. So it was, yeah, I it was remember. Helen yes. and, Helen yes, and yes, Mel. Yeah, because yeah. they used to be, oh, well, maybe I'm thinking when I was in Adelaide, mm. did they, would I have seen oh, them Beck in and Adelaide? George in Adelaide. So Rebecca Morse and George Danikian. That's it, George Danikian. But I remember, I must, I must have been in Melbourne because Helen. But Kapalos. that was filmed in Melbourne, so we'd look after George and Beck as well. There you go. Mm. There you go. So it was in a little studio like what we're in now. Yeah. Oh, but was yeah. it as colourful? Probably not. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Did it have this fabulous wall? No, but it, it did have some amazing lighting and just the buzz of being on air, sitting in the studio when they're live, reading the news and everything was just yeah. unreal. And I always remember. Um, the people that were running the circle, oh, it was Good Morning Australia at the time. Just the energy behind the people in the production that were running it. And yeah, that's yeah. where it just giving me tingles now, just thinking about it. And that's what I just went, this is the place yeah, this where is what I want to be I'm doing. going to be. There's, a, there's for someone a while doing time. it, there's someone on that cap. Well, there's a team of camera people, there's mm. a team of lighting people, mm. there's a team of sound people. We don't have that here, but it's kind of pretending. Um, but it is, it's, a, it's really addictive, mm. you know, isn't it? It's, 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 it's wonderful to sort of feel like you're part of that team making it all happen. Oh, and the end result, you know, when you're there and it's happening is the best yeah. part, I think, and then you see it, yeah. And do you think that part of your job, and I know then you moved on to actually picking their outfits, but mm. you would put them together initially, is part of, and I think it is now for both of us, part of styling someone and dressing them is making them feel comfortable and feel good. Was that part of your job back then? Or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like if Helen wasn't feeling it on the day, we would change her outfit and then we'd change Mel's tie without him seeing. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to quickly sneak in there and change it, you know, so we yep. weren't upsetting anyone. You had to make sure that everybody was happy. Yeah. Yeah, that was your job. Because, you know, like, I guess styling is a lot of psychology, isn't it? You know, Big time. It, it is really just about 
not just picking that, being you know having a look at what's on trend, but it is really connecting with yep. that person and dressing for your personality is, is number <sighs> one. Is. Don't go and dress yep. me as someone I'm not. Yep. <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's it, right. It, because it'll, it'll make. I'd sit here like this. Hi, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's so true. I mean, mm. it's, it's a whole. It's a whole big process to actually work out what someone should be wearing. And so how did you find then the fact that you had to work with what someone else had chosen, so this library of clothes, and mm. you had to sort of then go, were there times, or maybe you can't say it, I'll ask the question anyway. <laughs> um, were there times when you went, what? Why did, they, why did they choose that for that lady? I, I want to change it. And then oh, you sort of got every, the opportunity to yeah, change it. And so go, I, didn't, yeah. I don't understand that outfit. Yeah. I don't understand that, that clothing yeah. or that shape yeah. for that person. Yeah. Yeah, so I wasn't really thinking about shapes on people at that stage. It wasn't until later on in my life yeah. at photo shoots and personal styling that I really got that. But yeah, you would look at it sometimes, but I was learning. I was learning. I was just like a sponge. Oh, like, there was so I, much I, I to learn imagine, in the I TV imagine. world. I wish I'd met you at that point. <laughs> or we could have been both there, mm. like just, you know, actually seeing you learn. And just by osmosis, you know, just you, you're just there just like sucking it all in and going yep 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 my first chance to be creative on my own was advertorials so i would get to style the advertorials so that was my first little you know my little gig where it was my own creativity i got to go and approach brands and borrow their clothes and set up um for the advertorials yeah which was awesome and then, so so after so not after TV so you're in TV for uh, Channel 10 for seven years and then what so you and I met and you were getting into advertising or had been dabbling in advertising I wasn't sure yeah which way I was going to go with what I was doing so after news I went on to style TV shows so I did the project from the start for the first four years and within that time I also did photo shoots as well so dressing like Offspring, Rush, um, I was going to say Wentworth, but that's Foxtel, which I did later on, but dressing the characters as themselves. So like in the personal styling world, I'm dressing you as yourself, not as your character, like Nina on Offspring. Yeah. I would okay. dress her as her in, her in editorial sort of style in real world. So that's when I sort of started working on, yeah, working out my rhyme and my rhythm with body shapes and that sort of thing. And what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was talking about um, you got into you and I met when we were doing yes. when you were dabbling, starting to yes. sort of think about advertising, or did you want to keep doing mm. you know high-profile people for you know for TV in particular? I think over the years, having by that stage, I had two kids, mm. and with photo shoots being out on my own for uh, what was it? seven years I'd been out on my own um, it was it was nine years actually nine years yeah so seven years nine years something like that <laughs> it was an odd number I of was, years it was it was 12 to 14 hour shift you know shifts yeah 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 and free. it was full-time running around getting the clothes so mm. I was looking for where my next avenue was mm. I sort of dabbled with advertising for two jobs I think and then I looked at editorial and then I looked at e-commerce and I had sort of looked at personal styling but I felt like it was such a saturated market and every after chatting with you chatting with Sally 
every market and styling was becoming really saturated. Mm. Um, at this time, there was a lot of people that weren't trained, calling themselves stylists, coming up that didn't have experience uh, and they were undercutting all of us mm. but the job that they were doing wasn't necessarily a good outcome either yeah that happens across everything though mm. everyone's a photographer everyone's a producer everyone's a <laughs> stylist, stylist influencer everyone's a, blogger. a designer everyone's a yes. whatever it doesn't matter yes. what does matter is that you do the work and you do the work that suits you and you can actually do it not just mm. talk about doing it mm. but and do it with different budgets do it on budget because that's another thing as well you know being able to not just dress someone and make them look great but if they've got a particular budget or an advertising budget you mm. can't go you know they've got two thousand dollars and you spend ten thousand dollars that's not you know fulfilling a brief so there's all that kind of stuff tied up in it isn't it as well you Big know time. For, absolutely for, for like when i was styling the housewives for foxtel you know, I'm doing the promos and the billboards on the buses for Housewives to launch in Australia. Like, that was huge. That was one of the biggest gigs I've ever did, ever done, ever done sorry, the language. Um, and, then, and then that carried on. I had one year off that when I had my daughter, Jessie, but then I continued to do the Housewives for so many years. And that is, you cannot get that wrong. <laughs> like, Why that is, is that, British? <laughs> And so that's where, you know, I really felt like, wow, this is amazing. This journey is just unreal. And yeah. then, yeah, that was still those massive shoot days on location. You're up, you're leaving home at 5 a.m. You know, mm. you're getting home at 7 p.m. that night. Yeah. Um, but and anyway. Then, and then all the, uh, you know, mm. returns and the, t -t 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 the whole thing. So there's another day or yes. two beyond but that. But proving yourself that I could do that year after year. So that's mm. where, you know, it, my experience came across and what you're talking about. And that's the thing, like you've accrued so many skills that you don't get from doing a course. More than I realised. Oh, shit, yeah. And you sit down and work it out with someone, like I had a marketing coach, I've sat down and worked out, you know, my career and my path and my strengths and my weaknesses. and. Mm. Look at your journey. It's and, like, and also oh my the experience. The just, the, just the number of years and the different people you have worked with. I think that's a really important thing. And when I look at, um, you know, people that I really admire, a lot of them have been in the industry, um, in any industry, a lot longer, and they are good at what they do, like you. Mm. But they're good at what they do, even when shit hits the fan. And that's been a, that's another skill that experience brings that you can solve a problem because Knowing nothing you're not always going to get mm. a big budget mm. you're not always going to have things go really smoothly like someone will turn up late or something will happen something will rip and, and then you work out then it's that problem solving thing that people with experience that's when they come into the eye <laughs> logies that's when you've got a problem there it solve. Is. tell us a flipping logie red, story red carpet oh my goodness Red carpet, the hours that go into having the gowns made for red carpet and choosing the right jewellery and getting the right shoes and just... And this is all online, so no one ever buys anything, right? Oh, the couturiers will make the dresses for the rock stars on the yep. red carpet. Yep. Um, so so, everyone, so there's a lot of stuff exchanged, but no money. It's about the right person wearing their thing so they can get the coverage out of it, right? Absolutely. So you're going yes. into people going, oh, can I, because of the... That. Can you make me a $5,000 gown 
to be worn at the Logos on the red carpet sometimes even costs more the hours that go into it mm. yeah amazing but it's just that if they put that dress on and it doesn't fit properly because they've just picked it up from the designer that day or it's just been delivered and the seam's not right or it doesn't fit you have to basically either sew them into the dress like I've had zips break and I've had to actually sew people in but the thread doesn't really hold it because it's corseted um, well, you just use super glue, wouldn't you? Oh, on their skin. My goodness, my God. You have to get the bobs in the right spot. So you can't, you know, you've got to make it all work. But oh, just, the drama. It's that split second yeah. drama that Logan's yeah, yeah, yeah. is. So, oh. so you, can't, you can't have a meltdown because if you have a meltdown, your client's going to have a meltdown oh. and it's all just going to turn. So, so you're there being the everything. Champagne never tasted so good oh. after the Logies. <laughs> like you were dripping with sweat, physically dripping with sweat and you've got your hands up someone's skirt trying to pull the lighting down or cut the lighting so that it will yep, fit. Yep, and yep. It's, yeah, it's the places drama. we go is stylus in the moment. I know. It's like, you? can I just get that piece of bread and I'll just kind of put it in the, t the front of your, your jocks because <laughs> what does that do? It just smooths everything out, you know oh, what I mean? What's that now? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's true. It's, it's classic. Hot it's like it's a bread, white mm. bread. Anyway, so um, so was that so in so in styling? What would be one of your favourite kind of clients? Would you would you go back to doing? I mean, I know you are doing a cricket. So you do the cricket um, commentators yes. now. Yeah. Um, so you obviously enjoy that, but that I mean, that's not just dressing. You know, going turning up to a shop and going, oh yeah, that'll do. There's That's a logistics. Whole thing. logistics. There's some logistics. There's spreadsheets. There's yeah. people off doing this and that and working it out and getting it there and turning it around and you know, even one full outfit head to toe is mind-boggling. Let alone, you know, yes. how many yes. that you need to juggle. Six hundred. Exactly. So in the season of cricket. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's <laughs> an amazing thing. So your experience at doing that just. I've got a sidekick, you know. I have to say, Tamar, is she's my goddess, she's my sidekick mm. for cricket and we do it, we pull it together together, yeah. yeah. She's my logistics queen yeah. and she And that's just, it, I think, I think yeah, that's the thing amazing. with a stylist, like if I would, if I was, you know, doing a, a fashion parade or something like that, it's one thing to be, you know, recognising looks and pulling that all together, but the physical handling and putting together and steaming and categorizing and all that sort of stuff is a whole nother thing oh yeah and having great people to help you do that yeah is like you just literally can't do it on your own and usually people have massive teams but mm. you've got like one girl mm. and just your brains mm. and that's how it we've is we've got production behind us as well so yeah we've certainly got some help there but yes the coordinating speaking liaising with all the brands um doing the deals with them you know yeah. um giving them logos in return on screen so that's how we get our clothes yeah and then obviously we have major suppliers that goes through sales it's a bit bigger but mm. yeah i'm so grateful to all the brands that have helped me throughout the cricket and and all my styling career as well it's been unreal mm. so lucky so and do you do you have a favorite kind of styling client like a like a client that you like to style like what's your you mean in my personal styling world now that i've no across everything <laughs> across, across everything <laughs> like what would you i love working with women yeah. i do men styling is very easy uh you can definitely get the colors wrong with men styling those so that's where it can you know you do have to get it right i mean the fit of chinos these days can be quite similar men so yeah there's definitely some skill behind it i say that it's easy for me i find it easier because i've practiced it for so long mm. with the amount of looks we send out for cricket mm. um i love styling women like 
the crossover to personal styling has been amazing. And is that because it's more rewarding? You get stuff back. You're not just, you know, pulling <laughs> Are you together. Speaking from free... experience, there, Tony. Well, it's just not. It, you know, like advertising is one thing. Editorial is another thing. Doing TV is another thing. But when you get to actually change the way the somebody journey. looks at themselves mm. Mm. In, and, and see them and see that look Tingles on their again. face, there it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it yeah. is about that. So, t you know, tell us how you got into the personal styling bridge. Yeah, so again, it was that finding my feet, you know, dabbling in a few different areas of styling after just TV styling. And I felt that people would tell me what I was good at. People would tell me how they felt. And then I worked out last year, one of the main things that I recognize with women is when they stand in front of the mirror, and it's in my bio, I think, on my website, when they strike a pose and they've got that look on their face and they're holding their body a certain way, it just my heart just fills and they're just so grateful they're so grateful for everything but it's not just you know a photo shoot you turn up you dress people for the day you go home you know they don't know the rest of the journey but you're taking your clients through the whole journey from start to finish from the wardrobe to shopping mm. to um, you know for three months afterwards they've got me to talk to to coach them through is this the right outfit? Am I, you know, what else do I need? Can I improve on that? And I think mm. that's where we become friends. I get to hear their journey in life as well. Yeah. What, how do. they've come to it's me. It's impossible usually not to become friends. And I think they <laughs> would look at you like you do. Like it's a really, it's a very, very personal thing to be doing. Oh, going I'm in, into their I'm home their for a start. Bedrooms and yeah. their wardrobes where they sleep and with their partners. At, yeah, and they're looking mm. at. You know, you're looking at their body for a start mm. and, you know, not in a critical way, but mm. in a matter of fact way mm. that often women don't look at their body, I think, in a, in a, uh, in a fond way. A mm. lot of women don't. Mm. And as we get older, have children or whatever, it becomes worse and worse. And so we look at our bodies in a critical way and you know, having someone like you come along and, uh, you know, make them look at themselves differently and go, mm. so that's actually not bad. That's just part of you. But here's a way to dress that will make you maybe not look at that so much. Mm. You know, it's a really special thing to be doing. It's a privilege to, to, to be invited in and help someone in yeah. that way. And yeah. you're right, that, that look that striking a pose on the red carpet it's the logies look it brings mm. it back to the whole look at yeah. me i'm on the red carpet yeah. like i feel fabulous right now yeah yeah how fabulous <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm it in. i love it how fabulous um yeah and i think that i think that's a really special thing to be doing and i think i love that you did get into personal styling because you are making a real difference and i've you know watched what you do and now you do you work with intimo as well yes right? brand Intimo. ambassador with Intimo so you fix ladies um, chests and get the bits right, get underneath, all the bits right first, underneath and then put the clothes over the top yeah and so again that's even you know more 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 um, but just that whole kind of you know the the journey from start to finish is something that you know it, I think some women it's hard to sort of not convince them show them that they don't have to look at themselves mm. in a negative mm. light mm. 
and that it takes nothing to actually engage someone like you and go, hey, I'm really good at this. Oh, it's a turning point. Everybody gets to a turning point. Like they mm. just cannot take it anymore. Like they finally yeah. hit the wall. I need to do something about this. They, yeah. There's always a moment in someone's. It is. And life, what do you find it's more? Right. Is it like I've lost weight, I've gained weight, I've my kids left home, or they've just gone to school, or I just all of those, all of all of the above. All of those. After COVID, oh my yep. God, who am I? Yep. You know, because um, you're really busy now helping women see themselves differently and I, I feel like we almost need to come up with another word than styling because it just doesn't I don't know it just doesn't feel life-changing yeah, yeah something come mm. just just come on this journey with me and you know I'll take you under your my wing and we'll show you yeah it's almost like a healing process in there a way it is. there it is yeah it's finding yourself again and taking it to the next level finding yourself you give so much time and energy to your beautiful children that we love so much. Yeah, but you, absolutely. You put yourself last, and yep. and you just don't take care of yourself, basically. Yeah, yeah. Or you're not happy within yourself. That's you're not right. succeeding in life, and that styling can change all of that. Mm. And that's what the, the magic and, is. And the other thing that um, I think some people don't realise is that, or maybe they do, and they just don't really, rec uh, uh, you know, it doesn't really resonate completely. Is that your life is actually, you. your job is to just know clothes, know brands, know what stores to go to, know what's out <coughs> at the moment, know what's coming out mm. and understand that mm. as well as recognising and understanding different shapes and sizes. So you live and breathe that. So for someone who doesn't do that as their number one occupation, how are they meant to know that? You know what I mean? Like mm. if that's not a thing that interests you because you're off busy being a lawyer or a, a, you know, a full-time mom or you're teaching or whatever the hell you're doing in life, mm. how can you possibly be expected mm. to know everything that's happening at the moment? Because you're not immersed in it. You're always at the stores. You're and always, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and that's where it rewinds back to when I was 19, physically making cardboard patterns and understanding like the body from there, not even realizing that this was the journey it was going to take me on. Yeah, so I thought I was going to store it a cut, like you can as well, and just go, mm. right, I know what that shape's going to look like. No, yeah. let's not go there. Yeah. You know. And, you know, but just, just being out in that environment all the time, mm. you know, in at the shops, because if you're not but really... But I always go to the shops when I'm not even working. Exactly, because be you love it. You love it. It's because you love it. You're like inspired by it. Yeah. So, you, you, you know, you, you do, you live and breathe it. And, and like if someone's just not doing that because they work nine to five, they're just not at the shops. Mm. And if they do go to the shops, it's because they have to get something really quickly or specific. You let yourself when you go, I bet you <sighs> that, you know, you let yourself when you go into a store, if you go into a, any store, it might be, you let yourself, you, oh, okay. So you're looking and you're taking it all in and everything. Whereas most people who don't do it for a living, go in and go, Oh, cream oh, jumper. Oh, okay, I'll just grab that jumper. one. Okay, bye. You know, and that's it. Next what, shop, another cream jumper. What do another I always cream wear? Exactly. What's my uniform? Whereas you'll yep. sort of, you know, construct little um, outfits mm -hmm. as you go around and you'll go, and I do the same. I'll, I'll go into a shop and go, oh, remember that top? And then you'll just, someone, you'll meet someone and they'll go, flick, 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 flick in my catalogue. Ding. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you do, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, everybody has their amazing skill and yours is, Yep. You know, clearly just being able to to pull all of that together and 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 coach people um, and do it so beautifully. 
And but you still will be continuing doing cricket for. I think there's one more season of cricket with seven. As far as I know, that'll be going ahead. It's a huge season, so. Oh, see, I don't even follow sports, so I don't know. It's nice to have something to go to. While I was building my clientele for personal styling, cricket's been really great to have that sort of permanent eight month of the year job. You know, two to three days a week. Sometimes four or five, depending on the dilemmas yeah. um, behind the scenes. It got better as we went on. Mm. Um, and then COVID, you know, changed the logistics oh. of it all again. COVID was very strange for everybody. Again. Yeah. <laughs> but so now that, you know, I've styling three personal clients a week, and that is enough for me because if they have a double session within that week, that's almost full time. And that's enough being a mum at home as well so it's yeah. yeah it's really cranking up so it's I've made it I've got there finally <laughs> yeah I've found my right rhythm my right you know people are coming to me because of my styling what I do like people I've found out that um, we've got a different stylist because they sort of gel for what they do or their personality or them, yeah absolutely you know. absolutely yeah. like you know you, they've got a certain vibe exactly they'll meet you they'll see you somewhere someone will tell them about you and you have a particular style even though when mm. you style someone mm. you you're tapping into what it is that you know their lifestyle their budget the colors that suit all that sort of stuff and what sort of you know you would do the same you work out what it is they're trying to show yeah there you get the brief you get the brief. Like, a, like in tv world exactly. you get given a styling brief and off you go and then you put your own bridget bell tweak on it yeah like i put that you know mm. it's the same sort of mm. thing and then and then you go and then you pull it all together mm. yeah i mean i think you know it's a very it's a really wonderful thing to be able to do but do you find that um I just need to ask this because I know you're very busy because you're going to New Zealand soon. <laughs> um, do you find that women are more open to change than, say, men, than males? Not always. That's mm. a good question. Mm. Not always. The women are there for a reason. I have had one lady I turned up to edit her wardrobe. She wore the same thing to work, the same thing on weekends, the same thing going out. But what was her profession? So I'm really she interested about this. She was working in uh, the... She was in the health industry, but working... Oh, what was it? What was it? It was like Centrelink. She was working in the Centrelink sort of scene. So government kind of vibe? Government vibes. And she... Did she have suits? Lots of suits. No, because it wasn't that kind of job. It was more social working. Yeah, right, okay. That's where I mean the health side of it, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the sort of the health sector. So, yeah, she would wear the same thing all the time, and we threw out Everything. two things. And one of those things went back in her wardrobe. <laughs> really? So she wasn't ready for you then? No, no. So not everybody always is, so... Ah, yeah. see, that's a, that... That is interesting because, mm. again, I think you really need to be, um, you know, by the time you pick up the phone or you find someone, and I've had a client cancel, we talked on the phone and she was like, yeah, I'm so ready, and it's all on, and she goes, and, and it'll be next month. And I went, okay, that's good, well, I'll pencil you in and I'll come and do that. That time came, 
And she went, no, I've just, I've just got to focus on something else. So she obviously wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. You yes. know, and yep. she's not, and that's not a reflection on yep. me. And it's, that, that certainly wasn't a reflection mm. on you. She was mm. going to, she just wasn't ready mm. for it. People will think about it for a long time before mm. they do it, but then they get to that turning point I was talking about where something just resonates inside them went, no, or they might go, I'm doing it for me for my 40th birthday, or when the kids go back to school, yep. you know, people generally have yeah. been thinking about it a yeah. lot for a little while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she might have done it because I was doing it for her friends at the time. Yeah. So sort of the chat at school, this is what we're doing, you should have a go. Mm. And so she she just didn't mm. change what I'm she was I'm not sure she was in a, yeah, a good, good place at good the time place. either, So which, you know, everybody's fighting their own little battles inside that you don't know about. So absolutely, absolutely. Which is um, absolutely oh. okay. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, how fabulous. What a lovely way to finish. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy. We talked for a long time. Your, <laughs> I know you're so chatty. Um, I hope you enjoy your, your time in uh, Aotearoa and Thank just you. eat lots of milk biscuits for me and rations and jelly tops. Oh, do you want anything more back? Yes, milk biscuits. Find some for me. I'll bring some milk biscuits <gasps> back for you. Oh my God, I'm salivating <laughs> thinking about it. Not arrowroots. No, milk, milk biscuits. biscuits. Milk biscuit. Okay, what they're, shape are those ones? <laughs> they're like, they're in a packet, right? So they're in a packet this big and there's, um, I feel like there's like eight, maybe more in a packet. And they literally are powdered milk, but in a biscuit. Yeah, like, like in an a arrowroot over here. Exactly the same thing. No, not the an arrowroot. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not a crumbly <laughs> biscuit. It's actually different. It's actually oh, like milk, it's like milk powder, like compressed <laughs> into this biscuit, and it's called a milk biscuit, and it's in a white packet. Yes. And I know I, the white packet. I know the white packet. And I was... I know that there aren't it, something. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Most people will ask for a pixie caramel or a perky nana. No, but you want no, no, no. I can get those here actually and I can even get rations here. I'm mm. mad for a ration. But no, they're milk biscuits and I'm mad for them. You can get them in um, vanilla, banana or chocolate. Don't bring me chocolate because I will send them away. Vanilla. Vanilla, yeah, plain Jane. Okay. Oh, okay. Mad for it. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bridget Bell. Celebrity stars, and you can book her for um, personal styling as well. She is very fabulous and really knows her shit. So if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share it. You can also find Tony and Co on Instagram at Tony and Co underscore styling underscore production and that's t-o-n-i-a-n-d-c-o you can also find the visuals of this podcast on youtube so just search us up at tony and co bye